Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. On this episode of the show, we are going back to our childhood with Animaniacs and seeking the truth with Truth Seekers. After these messages, cut up, up. Hey, everybody, I'm Travis. Hey, everybody, I'm Brandon, and welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, your bi-weekly, fortnightly show talking about the things that we're up to in in daily lives. That's right, Brandon and Travis, your two lovable, wild, zany-brained hosts who live in a water tower on the Warner Brothers lot. Yeah, we live on the, the Paramount. The, lot the paramount lot paramount paramount yeah i'm doing great great I, start guys I, hey I live, welcome I live, to the show i live on the, the tristar pictures lot uh mgm mgm back lot that's where i'm at uh now hollywood studios yeah walt disney world hey so, everybody okay. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. Okay. Uh, we, we've got social media links and all that stuff. We'll get to it in a minute. Um, Brandon, you've lived in Florida for several years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the beach behind me? You've, you've lived about an hour and a half away from what my family would probably categorize as one of our top three uh, if you depending on who you ask, uh, number one vacation destinations, and that is uh, Walt Disney World Resorts, and you have gone there a a sum total of how many times? I I've gone to Disney Springs twice. <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I you know you know why I've I've only been there twice. 
to Disney Springs. Uh, Coronavirus. <laughs> right. Our, our, when we first got here to Florida, uh, uh, my, my son was um, six. He wasn't, he wasn't very tall. He wasn't really, he wasn't big enough. He yet. wasn't going to be a baller. For he didn't have a girl with a phone <laughs> so he could call her. Well, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't tall enough for, for a lot of the rides. So what we did, because there are so many amusement parks out here, we were like, let's start with something small. Let's start with Legoland. Uh, yeah. And we started with Legoland. Legoland sucks. Um, it, you know, it's, it's got some interesting stuff. It's, but it, it's got its, it's got its, it's got like, its charms. It's charms. That's that's the perfect thing to say. Yes, it's got uh, its charms. Um, in in when you when you go to Legoland, I'll do, just a sl- quick aside into Legoland. When you go there, you're like, oh, they're gonna have so many cool uh, Lego things to sell, like unique, special things that Legoland only will sell uh, to 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 folks. Well, like Legoland doesn't really belong to Lego, yeah, uh, so it doesn't that doesn't happen like there's not you you get better uh special kits from disney springs at the lego store at the lego store yes 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 yes. uh but anyways uh, so legoland so we 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 got season passes for that uh we went a couple times and it was like okay we after the second time you're like i really didn't need to do this more than once uh the next year we got passes to universal and so that's what we had this last year yeah yeah, and and we we went a bunch and, and we enjoyed. You that. took advantage of that. I can't I can't fault you for that. Yeah, and so this was the year. Twenty twenty was the year that we were going to get season passes to go to Disney World and and take advantage of that. Uh, do our, our you know our last year and a half at Disney World. Well, coronavirus happened. Parks shut down for the most part. Uh, you you could still go there, but you have to go. I mean, like they've been open for months, but you know, well, you whatever. have you need a, like an appointment and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we know some folks who still have passes and they, they, they stop their passes. Uh, our, so, our, our goal is to go there before we leave Florida at least once. Thank you. Thank you. Cause, cause I will never come out here to Florida again if I can help it. Fair, <laughs> fair. My, my family already wants to go back to Disney world, but yeah, I, and I, I know Florida isn't the only place in the world for Disney theme parks, but, um, and I'm growing up as a Southern California Disney fan, Disneyland is home for me. Uh, but man, there are some outstanding parks in, in Florida. Yeah. In a field. And they're just, yeah. Yeah. Outstanding in a field. And also outstanding, <laughs> outstanding in their field. Um, all right. Uh, if you want to tell us about your favorite, uh, Florida theme park, uh, situations or, or anything else that you want to talk about. There are plenty of ways that you can get a hold of us. Uh, you can tweet at us. I, uh, I'm at Juggalmino. He's at Barnyard Cruise. We collectively are at Apathusiast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Apathetic Enthusiasm Show. Send us an email, apatheticenthusiasmshow at gmail.com or Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm. All of our shows, everything that we make can be found at apatheticenthusiasm.com. Uh, if you are watching live right now, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. We are. Uh, you can watch Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm or over on YouTube, youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Uh, and then we have merch. You can get our Rick and Morty curated t-shirts as well as some interdimensional RSS shirts over at uh, apathetic enthusiasm.com slash shop or go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. 
where you can support the show, uh, get bonus content, all sorts of fun stuff going on over there. If you are watching live or watching not live and, and la- at later at some time in the future, and you're wondering why our surroundings look a little bit different, uh, that is because there was a professional football game that took place uh, about two weeks ago when we were not recording in apathetic enthusiasm. Uh, right. I guess it was I guess it was a week ago, just over a week. And Brandon and my favorite teams were playing each other. And so we had a a gentleman's agreement, a wager, if you will, uh, to to put a little bit of uh, incentive on on the winner of that of that game. Uh, and so we decided last minute, like what a couple hours before the before kickoff, that uh, whoever's team won, we would reskin the uh, layout for this episode yeah. based on the the colors of our fa- of our favorite team, um, and and uh, Brandon's team definitely won. Yeah, uh, it, lo- it looked. There's it almost th- there's no no doubt really that, I, that your team was going to win. I want to I want I want to say I'm looking I'm looking at this overlay, Travis. I'm like looking around, right? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It looks it looks fantastic. I got I gotta say uh that when when you set up your new overlay for your your puzzle pieces, your puzzle piece stream. The 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 corn stream, puzzle puzzle cast twenty twenty. Your, your puzzle corn stream that uh I was like, oh you know what? he developed some skills. He he boosted his skills to to do that to get his DSLR camera going. That you know what? He he's gonna he's gonna make the best dolphins overlay that I've ever seen in, in or, sure. or whatever unofficial team that uh, we're not going to get in trouble. We're not going to yeah. get in trouble. Nobody, the, nobody watches the Diami Malfins, <laughs> Diami Malfins. <laughs> it looked, it looked, it looks good. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations to the Diami Malfins for, for their, their win. Yes. And it, garage dolphin always is a fan anyway. Oh, yeah. uh, huge throwback. <laughs> um, don't worry guys. This, this, this layout will be gone by, by the next episode so. oh oh I, or, I, or i'll just turn it off like I, it'll maybe it'll always be there but you just <laughs> won't see it right it'll just be like is it there is it not i don't know i don't know I, we'll see i i, I get i get i didn't watch football we didn't watch football yesterday well i didn't anyway uh so i guess the the the, the dolphins lost to the broncos i guess that's what that was, that's what happened uh i think i think that's what what matt might be alluding to um, yeah but yeah anyway yeah. Whatever. Uh, Bordinko, my, my my buddy, uh, Tampa Bay, go Bucks. Yeah. Hey, I'm 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 here now. I'm I'm okay with them winning. Um, yeah. Uh, the Chargers played the the Jets. So if they didn't win that game, I would rethink everything about uh, my following <laughs> of football. But fortunately, they they managed to get like their third win or something. Uh, ridiculous it's 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 a rebuilding year rookie quarterback yeah. anyway I'm this gonna, is I'm, not I'm gonna, what we're here to- <laughs> i'm gonna ban matt i'm gonna ban matt from the chat uh just one sec <laughs> can we just moderate him right out of here real quick <laughs> yeah i'm gonna moderate any word of uh broncos and denver out of out of the chat and also have a good day face okay that's, yeah that's all that's all wise um we do have <laughs> a couple of uh new shows new i think is Truth yeah. Seekers new? Yeah, Truth Seekers is new. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you want to uh, talk yeah. about? You want to talk about that? You want to talk about Truth Seekers first? Let's talk yeah. about that first. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Truth Seekers first. So, uh, 
I'm I'm a a big Simon Pegg, Nick Frost fan, uh, and I heard about this show that come that came out on Amazon Prime uh, just about a week and a half, week and some change ago, and and I I I saw it and I wasn't super excited about it. I don't know why. Like anytime a, a new Nick Frost Simon Pegg thing comes out, I'm like I'm not immediately excited about it but then i watch it and then i enjoy the heck out of it uh this was another one of the this was another example of that and uh chelsea was actually like hey do you want to you want to watch this truth seeker show like and i hesitantly said yeah okay yeah I'll, I'll, i'll watch it uh watch the first episode i wasn't wasn't super impressed at first and then it it got it got more into it and then by the end of the weekend, we we had finished watching it. It's it's only eight episodes, um, thirty minutes each. So it's a real quick, real quick watch. Stars Nick Frost, uh, Simon Pegg uh, is is there as he's he's not a, one of the main uh, stars of of it, but he's he's a a common cast member. Malcolm still McDowell. given significantly higher billing than some of the other people that are on on the show regularly, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it was created by uh, Frost Peg and Nat Saunders, um, but yeah, yeah. So the the did you did you hear about the show before I brought it up to you? Uh, not enough to retain memory about it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've I saw something about it. I was like, oh, cool, it's them. And then, and then, and then not until you're like, Hey, truth seekers, you should check that out. was like, Oh, let me look this up. And I was like, Oh, this is a thing with them. <laughs> right. Right. And and then you're like, oh, I, I, well, Brandon says I, I should watch it. He watched, he watched the entire thing and he doesn't watch shows through their entirety normally. So I'll, you, I'll give it, I, I'll give it a shot. Actually, I told I, you to and, watch it today. <laughs> and I was, and I was quarantined and teleworking and was like, well, yeah, I'll turn it on. It's not like I'm going anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and, and you're like, "Hey, what are we talking about tonight? You should watch the Truth Seeker, Truth Seeker show." That's, you should. That's that is our format, guys. That is how this show happens. <laughs> that is behind behind the curtain. Uh, so 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 Truth Seekers. Uh, Nick Frost plays Gus Roberts. He's the he's the kind of main character. Uh, and Simon Pegg is the is the the boss of of the company that he works for. He's basically a a Wi-Fi technician. Uh, you know, Frontier, AT and T, Direct Direct TV, you know, whatever. Uh, like the, their company the broad, is called Smile. Smile Broadband yeah. Specialist. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, it it centers around him, his interest in the supernatural. Uh, he has a YouTube channel where he goes to haunted places in in uh, England uh, as as a truth seeker. Uh, he gets a new coworker uh, played by Samson Kayo. Uh, who plays a a man named Elton John, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, and his unwillingness to work with this guy at first, but then them discovering actual haunted places. Uh, eventually, there's a, a young girl named Astrid who shows up, and then the mystery kind of unfolds from there. Uh, so, Travis, that is, what what did you think of this first episode? Uh, the first episode I thought was was a solid sort of pilot, if you will. Um, it's it sets the tone for the show really well, um, much like you know your Shaun of the Dead or um, I don't know some what are what are some other examples of 
What's what's the other one? At world at world's end. No. Hot fuzz. Uh, hot fuzz. That's the one I'm thinking of. Where where they kind of blend like horror and comedy. Um, it's not it's not like it's not taking itself too seriously, but it's it's enough to where and it it's weird because it sits in like this gray area, right? Where it's not like super funny comedy. But it's also not like super scary horror. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're gonna do both of these. We're gonna take them both seriously. We're not gonna, we're not gonna like half do it. But it just kind of is like makes this little blend where you're like, oh, this is funny, but also, like, I, I'm not. I wasn't sitting there like busting up laughing all the time, but I also wasn't like, oh, I need to go change my my sweatpants because <laughs> this is so scary. Um, so it was good. It, it, uh, the effects were really good, but immediately from watching the the first episode, I felt like the, the quality of the show was similar to like a hot fuzz or, um, you know, that sort of thing. It's it just sort of, it's, it's, it's feel. And, and obviously having Nick Frost and Simon Pegg are gonna add to that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so you know, hot, hot fuzz, Shaun of the Dead at World's End. Uh, those, those were uh, directed by Edgar Wright, who who took a lot, a uh, big part in the, those stories as well. Uh, and so, like some of the, some of the, some of the direction in Truth Seekers, it it doesn't have that kind of kinetic energy that Edgar Wright brings in, in his directing. Uh, but it still has some of the the writing and the the, the humor behind it. But you're right, it's not, it's not. Uh, it, it's not laugh out loud funny in in, in that way. It's, Which it's, it's more British so, humor it's more too, subdued. right? So it's not always laugh out loud funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, Nick Nick Frost character when when he's first introduced in the first half of that first episode, he has he feels kind of like uh, uh, that the one SNL character, the IT guy, like the move. You know? Oh, he, uh, like is it like? Nick Burns, your office's computer guy, or something like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, yeah. like it like kind of felt that, and it almost it felt a little, um, and, and at, at first, you know, a bit cliched on it. But as the episode went on, and he started opening up uh, with some of that, the mystery. There's like a, um, there's a signal that's broadcast that just repeats numbers, the same number over and over again, and, uh when his the the partner uh, Elton John comes in then all of a sudden that that number doesn't repeat the same way anymore and it starts uh starts showing a, a or st- starts saying a, a sequence of number over this one broadcast on the radio um like kickstarting like okay well what's what's there's actual supernatural stuff going on and that's when I'm like okay yeah I I I want to I want to check out the rest of it well, that that was one of my favorite things about the premise of the show is the idea of Nick Frost's character being a YouTube paranormal ghost hunter type guy who notoriously like those guys seem to like make a big deal out of stuff that may or may not actually be haunted. But then marrying that with at least the audience's perspective of knowing that there are actual paranormal things happening um, and, and, and how he is able to actually interact with those. And then like early on uh, there's times when he's like, 
oh, this is this is haunted because of this or whatever. And it's like definitely not the case. That's not what's happening. <laughs> but like you can kind of see as things are things are unfolding. Um, the other thing I really like about this, and and I sort of it it comes up more and more as the show goes on but uh, in the first couple episodes this sort of blending of technology with the paranormal oh, where yeah. like there you have instances of you know like nanobots and um people getting like absorbed into old timey radios and all kinds of stuff like that and uh and how that's used to kind of um, express stuff that's happening with you know the these ghosts or different things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and 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 with that, a lot of the images of some of the ghosts, the way that they're shown on screen, have sort of like a glitchy, almost like uh, b- busted, like computer type of look, where they don't just look like a like blurry. They have like almost like jagged lines going through them that look like a glitch from like a, a like a computer or something and and just for that style i thought i thought it was a cool decision yeah 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 i i as 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 the season goes on uh that that combination of the supernatural and and technology uh continues that 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 thematic uh tech blend continues to occur and i agree with you like that that piece of it really stood out to me uh really really interesting especially like it the the uh the numbers when the numbers started repeating uh chelsea's like are we watching lost is this why is this why you actually like the show me and my kid are up to season two (laughs) yeah uh bordinko in, in the chat uh mentioning sounds like dem ghosts need devops don't I know it? Can we get some? We get some iteration planning meetings and a and a <laughs> retrospective. Am I right? Can we have a ghost retrospective? Can, can we do this? Can we do? Look, where's where's the where's the ghost product owner uh, to you know set set up the backlog? This is um, dumb. This is a dumb conversation. We need to move on. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so I'll, I'll you got what three episodes into it before you? Uh, I've watched. Four, so oh. about halfway through. Okay, um, just just got through the episode where they attend the con 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 or whatever um, uh, the the, yeah. the oh, comic yeah. convention con cove con con. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which I will say that's the other part about this show that I will I will credit it. Um, there, it, it's it's not just writing on. Um, the idea of, you know, jump scares or, 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 or having scary stuff happen. Um, like the, the character development and, so, and like getting, getting to know about some of these characters, there's a lot of stuff in it that is endearing and, uh, and makes you care about the characters, uh, a little bit more. So, um, I'm, I'm interested in watching the last four episodes. I, you know, c- certain shows we watch, uh, just to talk about on the podcast, and then I never revisit them again. Yeah. Looking at you, looking at you, B stars. Sorry, 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 Dark. sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, but I will, I will probably finish uh, Truth Seekers, uh, and 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 see what ends up happening, uh, at least by the end of this first season. 
Yeah, yeah, de- 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 definitely. I mean, I I look forward to a season two when when the season ended. We're like, oh, my kid was like, oh, uh, some 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 notable guest stars, uh, Kelly McDonald, who uh, she met her there in uh, in Brave. She did the voice of. Oh, okay. Uh, and and uh, she's also she's also the wife in uh, There Will Be Not Literally Will Be Blood, uh, No Country for Old Men. What uh, kind of kind of weird stretch i haven't seen that movie in like <laughs> since it was an oscar contention so yeah i don't i don't remember a lot about it and uh and if you're a, if you're a fan of the ye old uh the mighty boosh uh julian barrett is is in the latter half of the season as dr peter toynbee uh and i and i pointed him out and i'd only i've only seen like two episodes of the mighty boosh one of them being with old greg old greg mm-hmm. Uh, this is as close to Bailey's as you can get without getting your eyes wet. <laughs> um, and uh, and I pointed him out to to Chelsea. She's like, "Oh yeah, you're right." Uh, she she wants to start uh, watch Mighty Boosh with me, and I I I'm inclined to to watch it with her. So anyway, uh, over overall, I I really like the show, and I think I recommend it to to folks who like Nick Frost and Simon Pegg and and uh, the supernatural. Uh, because yeah, it, it's not yeah. it's not super scary, uh, but yeah. it, it's got a got a good story to it. And uh, it's good. Uh, yeah, Malcolm McDowell play like the relationship between him and Nick Frost. He plays uh, Gus Rob. Uh, he plays Nick Frost's dad, um, which which you you find out more about later. So, anyways, recommend Travis. Recommend? Yeah, I'll recommend it. Sweet. All right, that is our stamp of approval. <laughs> Cool, we got audio drops now. The show is the show is taking off. I, you know, if 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 it gets our stamp of approval, we're gonna change it to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And and if it doesn't Uh, if it doesn't get approval, the crickets. Those are the only drops I have programmed in. Okay. All right. Well, now that we've taken care of all of those, uh, let's get into our, our second featured topic for the evening. Uh, this is another show that is available for streaming, this time over on Hulu. Uh, we are, of course, talking about the reboot of a cartoon from my childhood, uh, the, the Animaniacs. Uh, now back on Hulu, um, Brandon. First off, I, I want you to just talk for a minute about your experience with Animaniacs, the OG Animaniacs. Were you a fan? Did you did you watch it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Were you too cool for that old school? Did, did I did I love it? Did I watch it? Oh, look at all this Animaniacs merch I have in the back. Just kidding. I, I don't. Ha- I don't. I don't actually have any. I, I saw the pops a couple months back, and uh, uh, I had bought so many damn Rick and Morty ones that I'm like, I, I can't. I can't justify buying any anymore. Uh, but if I see the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror pops, I'm on it. I'm on it. But I, I lie. I didn't buy the one that I saw that I wrote. Uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Anime next. When when in that heyday of of Warner Brothers animation. You'd come home from school, afternoon. What's on? What's on the TV? You could uh, 
KCAL nine was was what I had in in Los Angeles. And that's where you would have all the Disney stuff, the Disney block animation. So you'd have uh, you'd have Darkwing Duck, which which I love the hell out of. Uh, but then, like later in the '90s, they started moving away into like was was that one Marsupilami and and then there's one like weird animated thing that had was like a cop or something like that. Are you I, talking about Rescue Rangers? Chip and no, Dale? No, I'm not talking about Rescue Rangers. No, I watched Rescue Rangers. No, no and, and Tailspin, and but no, like uh. Bonkers or something like that. I don't know. Oh, remember. Bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. I never yeah. watched that show. Yeah, exa- I never watched it. Exactly. Exactly. So I was starting to move I was starting to move away from from those shows, moving over to the the WB Tiny Toon Adventures and Batman the Animated Series drew me heavily to to that that channel. By the way, Gargoyles was over on Disney and and I wasn't I didn't really get into that as well. Yeah, Gargoyles apparently is like loved by its fans and a lot of people think it's very underrepresented. I think you can watch it on Disney Plus. I have not gone back to 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 visit that and give have, it its due, but ha, yeah. have not. Maybe 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 we should. Um but I'm I'm not not doing it t- today. I'm still I'm still segueing into talking about anime. <laughs> into, into anime. Tiny yeah. Adventures, Batman animated series, uh Bordinko mentioning Freakazoid of course. Freakazoid was 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 my thing. Uh uh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, paul rugg does voice for freakazoid but you, then animaniacs like it was it was in the transition of my life where i i it, that was the humor that 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 referential uh humor was really really sticking to me and so i i love the hell out of animaniacs i watched i watched the hell out of it along with batman anime series uh well i mean what what about you like did you was it was that something that did you focus on Animaniacs a lot or were you still, you know, watching um Rugrats on Nickelodeon? No, I I watched a lot of Animaniacs. Um I that for me my family went through phases where like we did have cable, we didn't. Like it wasn't it wasn't a constant in my house. So like blocks of animation on the WB, I mean that's that's a staple for me, right? So, uh, yeah, I definitely liked Animaniacs. I loved the humor of it. Um, the just sort of like, I don't know, meta comedy for it. Uh, it was really appealing to me. Um, and to this day, I will think back to the Animaniacs, think back to certain clips, thir- certain, uh, you know, the... Uh, the countries of the world, the, you know, the, um, the states and their capitals, like those yeah. songs, like I use to teach my kids like stuff about the world. Like, so, um, yeah, it's just certain, certain aspects of the Animaniacs have just always held a special place in my heart. And, and it, it was kind of in the, those years where I was like starting to get to be at a point where I was maybe a little too old to be watching cartoons, <laughs> but you know, like I was still like, no, this is great. And, uh, and I, I don't think that there was ever a point in my life where I was going to outgrow animation and cartoons. So, uh, points at Rick and Morty podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I, I think I, I just, I always enjoyed it. And so when I heard that, 
they were going to reboot the show on Hulu. Um, I was excited. My kids were excited because they'd already started watching a little bit of the original series. And, uh, and yeah, so, so everybody's excited for it to come out on Hulu. And, uh, I watched three, four, maybe four episodes, uh, so far. Um, and I, I think there's like a whole block of, I think 10 episodes that all, all got released, uh, maybe 13 actually, uh, in this first season. So there, yeah, there, uh, I, I know there's more than eight there's more than truth seekers episodes there's more than truth seekers <laughs> nick frost ne- get your act together yeah come on come on uh yeah i uh i saw the announcement a couple like a month or so ago uh, with the with the jurassic park kind of gag uh and then st- the animated spielberg saying that's oh, coming back you know his name is is executive producer it's still on it uh, by the way, yep. not voiced by Spielberg. They got a voice actor to do Spielberg. Like, come on, Spielberg. You know, the last the last thing I watched of yours was BFG, and it's still not a great movie. Um, What's the last movie Spielberg made? What is, uh, what was it? Um, the Ready Player One was that the? Maybe he made something after that. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna find out. I just pulled up his filmography. Okay, I will. I will give you an extra second. Uh, Ready Player One was the last one. Very good. Uh, do you care to guess what his next project is releasing in 2021, potentially? Uh, and Origi- origi- originally supposed to be released December 18th, 2020. I do not, I do not know off, offhand. What is it? West Side Story. Huh. Well, so Animaniacs, yeah. the thing about it is... It's, it's co- co-produced <laughs> anyway. Co-produced by... Jeez. But he, he has director credit on there, apparently. So anyway, Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Uh, so yeah, I, I uh, that saw saw that Jurassic Park intro uh, you know, a couple weeks back, whatever. Uh, and I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll, I'll check it out. Um, not not super excited about it, but uh, interested enough that uh, I, would, I would watch a couple episodes. And so this, this weekend it released... Uh, watched a couple episodes. I think we just watched the fourth or fifth episode of of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, the the thing that the, the thing that jumps out at me is they maintain a zaniness. Uh, and where whereas Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are they are they are zany and they're they're referential and they're they're meta. They're doing all that stuff. The only other segments that are there and remember you know in the in the 90s you had like uh the good feathers you had uh mindy and uh the 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 dog buttons buttons yeah mini buttons you had good Mm -hmm. idea bad idea uh a a classic classic sketch which did you notice and i think the third or fourth episode uh the mime from good idea bad idea making an appearance oh i did i didn't notice uh, yeah he's 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 drawn in the background of one of those uh, um yeah yeah i uh, was like hey it's him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh bordinko mentions the uh dr scratch and stiff uh, scratch and sniff he hasn't made an appearance yet uh although uh rob paulson is credited as the voice of yakko pinky and dr scratch and sniff for the 2020 version of the show. So I don't know if he's going to make an appearance or not. He may be, he, 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 I mean, we, we haven't finished the season yet, so it very, very well, very well could appear. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah, there, there, there aren't those other segments of the show. It's just Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. Uh, yeah. Pinky and the Brain feels feels as it doesn't feel like it skipped a beat at all with those segments so far in in the show. You know, again, five episodes in, it it feels like it is just as uh just as in place now as it was in the nineties. Like it, it, it's just, it's good. I, I really, I really enjoyed Pinky and the Brain. And, and, and I was one of the folks who, when, when Pinky and the Brain became its own show, I was like, ah, okay, nope. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched a few episodes as a kid and then I was like, all right, I don't know if I can do a full 22 minutes of Pinky and the Brain. Like, yeah, it, uh, I I will say it's like when Metalocalypse the, went to thirty minutes. So yeah, I, you don't you don't know that. <laughs> uh, I will say the the Pinky and the Brain sketches for this reboot um, haven't been my favorite. There've been some. There's been some good stuff in there. Um, I thought it was interesting interesting that the way that they brought them like from the nineties to now was that pinky or or the brain was spending that whole time inventing the internet and creating this uh, <laughs> internet where everybody's on their phones becoming these zombies. Um, I thought, I thought that was a nice touch. Um, but after, you know, that first episode, it kind of just rolls into that same episodic. What are we going to do tonight? Pinky. Or you know, try to take over the world, everything, right? Yeah, so that, that 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 episode of him creating the internet and the the Seth Myers <laughs> that got the biggest laugh out of me. Uh, with the Seth Myers part, yeah, the, yeah, because Seth Myers with his, he's got a big smile, and then at some point in time. He, it's already exagger it's already an exaggerated huge smile, and then he smiles more. <laughs> very very slowly and and i i don't remember what happened in the next uh, uh 30 seconds of that episode <laughs> because i was i was still laughing so hard yeah yeah i i find it interesting because they they set up the premise from the theme song right the theme song has been rewritten uh it has been modernized obviously they had to rewrite it a little bit to take out the fact that all of those, you know, good feathers and stuff aren't going to be in it. So they had to rewrite those parts. Um, but they've modernized it a little bit. They're now gender neutral, uh, uh, something, uh, you know, ethically, uh, no ethical biases. Yeah. Um, I forget the other non-binary, I think is what they say. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ch 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 Chelsea, when we, we this, the second episode, we listened to the theme song. She's like, Wait, wasn't it Dot is cute in Yakko Yaks or Wacko? It was. Or it Yakko. was. Yeah. And it, now it's Dot has wit and Yakko Yak. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, the 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 other big thing about the theme song that it it sticks out to me. I don't know if you noticed that. You, the theme song used to say it's time for Animaniacs, but now listen to it and you won't be able to unhear it. Now they say. It's time for Animaniacs. Listen. Annie Annie. Annie. Not Anna. Annie. Get out. You're, Get out. It, you won't you won't unhear it. Yeah. <laughs> I I probably won't. Uh oh yeah. Yeah, Bill no Bill Clinton. 
Although there is some saxophone playing, I think, in the first episode. Yeah. Um, but it is very interesting to me, and 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 I think this is a part of the the core discussion for this show is you are creating an animated program that should appeal to kids in 2020. Obviously, you want to mimic the format that got you where you are within the success of the 90s, but you also have to realize that your original audience that watched you in the 90s is now in their 30s, potentially in their 40s. Um, so who are you who are you making the show for? Do you do you strictly appeal to the kids or do you create a show that also has appeal for an older audience? Uh they have they have clearly tried to hit the entire demographic with with the political commentary, I will say, um, that is at least uh very present in the first four episodes and i would i would assume carries on uh even further uh what what did you how how do you feel about that like i know now again i'm in i'm in quarantine from my family right now (laughs) so i'm not watching the show with my family so i can't really like say like when i laugh at a joke about that's making like a political statement i can't like look over at my kids and be like eh (laughs) Huh? <laughs> uh, you get it you can't you get it but uh, like i know my family was watching it and i was facetiming with them and <laughs> and my wife was like laughing at a bunch of different things she's like oh gosh like i yeah. can't believe some of the stuff they're talking about well i uh, uh as as i answer this i want to reach out to Bordinka because uh my, my buddy brian he 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 sent us a tweet before the, the show started uh, he's watching it with his for uh for with his boys uh, the first four episodes and uh, says is biting satire. So I want to ask him, uh, since he's out there, like, you know, do do your kids are, are your kids tracking it? Uh, f- w- w- he he points out the bunny episode here in chat. Uh, yep. That's that that is that is the last episode I, I watched. Uh, so what what I will say is Chelsea and I we I didn't get the I didn't get the 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 metaphor at first. It said they said buns. They kept saying buns. I was like, is this going to turn into a sexual thing uh, the entire time? And then and then eventually I was like, oh, bun control. OK, duh, 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 duh. Uh, a bun buyback program in Australia. <laughs> right. They, so there's a point when it gets very hard to miss. Yeah, it, it's uh, in not in terms it's, of the satire. Uh, Dot says, you know, veiled, uh, veiled metaphor. I'm like, ah, there's nothing veiled about that. But yeah. but at the end of the episode uh talking talking to the kid the, the eight-year-old um he's like what is what is she talking about you know veiled uh veiled metaphor like oh okay he doesn't he didn't get that part of mm-hmm. it he didn't he doesn't yeah. he didn't understand the nuance of gun control and a, <laughs> an australian gun buyback program uh so i i think i think that is you know for a, a certain threshold of age i think it, you could still get away with that uh and then when you maybe 12 i don't know uh there there's there comes a time where like oh yeah i i see what they're doing even even though i'm a young kid i know that they're trying to say something politically uh okay yeah bordega says they didn't even pick up on on trump as the monster uh 
Yeah. Uh, that- yeah. Yeah. The uh, Cyclops in the, the Odyssey bit. Um, the, the demigod, demigog uh, mix up, uh, which <laughs> I, w- I thought was like, that was the first thing that I saw where I was just like, oh my gosh, like they're, they're really not pulling punches with this show. <laughs> like, yeah, my, my kids probably would not pick up on that. They might have been like, he looks kind of like Trump uh, at their age, but uh, n- nobody, nobody else in my house like knows what demigog means, just <laughs> we, based on what Dot says. Right? We ha- so we, ha- we had Alexa uh, define uh, demigog uh, for for the family, for Chelsea and and the kid, because uh, I was like, I I'm trying to, uh, but you know, let's let's just let the smart let's let's let Webster uh, <laughs> spell it out for you, but. Uh, yeah, but I I don't I I don't I don't remember in the early seasons anyway of anime animaniacs animaniacs uh, uh, leaning that heavily in, into uh, the political kind of commentary uh, poli- sure. political uh, commentary. What what I remember most of it is is I mean more- it had Bill Clinton playing a saxophone <laughs> in the intro, so yeah. I mean obviously I- there was stuff there. The, the the episode where they are are ancient gods and they're or no sorry uh when when they're going up against the arnold schwarzenegger impression uh at the olympics right mm-hmm. those are the episodes that I, I recall like the making fun of of actors in hollywood and and that kind of references more so than it was uh let's let's make fun of the the uh a, a one-eyed uh, president uh bordinko saying in the chat there is a lot of commentary there if you rewatch it which right. honestly watching these episodes makes you want to go back and rewatch some of it and be like what went over my head yeah. as a kid that i might pick up on now uh because now that i'm you know a generation older and uh and on the other side of that coin <laughs> it is it's really interesting to like but oh, what did what did all the adults yeah. think of that show well, back well, in back in the nineties? I I, wa- I watched an episode uh, that w- was about Ernest Hemingway, and like what what a what a figure to have a a kids show about, right? Old right, old yeah. old man in the sea and and how he uh, ended his his own life, right? And um, you know, it's just like. It, so so clearly there's there's a lot of that stuff that 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 we missed and i think i think having it be so focused so available now in 2020 uh in a in a, and available for folks to watch compact and binge worthy in basically one day uh, i think that makes it feel a little bit more in your face uh than than maybe it was when you were a kid right and it was on the wb in the afternoon when people are when parents were at work uh, yeah. And it's not after school when you're a kid and you're coming in and you're not streaming it as a family. Right. Or whatever. Like it's yeah. The kid watches his cartoons when he gets home from school while he's doing his, his long division. And then, you know, <laughs> we all have tacos or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like T- typical ta- taco and classic X taco day, classic taco day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to keep watching. Uh, I'm not going to like binge watch it, but I'll probably check out some more of these episodes. See, see how long that 
thinly veiled satire uh, <laughs> persists and and see what else um, comes out of it. Uh, what do you think about the art style? Do you feel like it is um in line with the the 90s do you think that they are trying too hard to match the 90s or do you think they're kind of taking it in its own direction um i i don't really notice any many major difference like it it it's uh, obviously it's the animation style has has shifted since the mid 90s and and computers are what we use for animation now uh and, but i i to to me, other than the, the 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 Jurassic Park intro, everything feels like it's seamless enough. Like it's 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 modernized uh, in the same way that like The Simpsons eventually modernized. It's sure. dif- it's yeah. different animation, but it it feels like the old animation still to yeah. me. The the use of like caricature um, in terms of like the way they're drawing a lot of like human characters. Uh, for a lot of characters, I feel like it works. For some, I feel like it goes almost a bit too far, oh. where it makes it like almost hard to look at some of the characters where in in, in some of the che- models. But Chelsea observed that there's a lot of nipples. There's lots of nipples yeah. going on. Uh, there is. I don't know if there's been an episode without nipples. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I'm being honest, that's that's the that's the remakes. Uh, really claim to fame is is nipple nipple good old 2020 the nipple season of animaniacs (laughs) uh the other the other thing that chelsea uh, pointed out that she she's having trouble getting past is that they they leaned heavily into it in the first episode which makes sense because they're they're explaining that it's a reboot and they're they're coming back uh and then talking about money and and selling out in and 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 pointing out that they're, they're selling out it's kind of like it's kind of like when I meet new people and I talk shit about myself for the first week and a half just so they don't get any idea that I think I'm better than I am. Yeah. And then it, you prove it. And then oh, oh and then I then I then I just laid on them just one 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 of the days. But that that's that's kind of how she feels about the Animaniacs in the sense that like they're they're pointing out that they're selling out uh over and over again. So that they're like, see, look, we're we're hip because we we're we're getting paid a lot of money for this. Uh, I I don't necessarily mind it, but how do you feel about that? I, I'm fine with it. I feel like some of the the better jokes in the first episodes were about them selling out and getting their giant check from Hulu or the giant Hulu <laughs> logo spelled out in money behind them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Those cracked me up. I, yeah. I, I liked them. So it's, it's always, it's always been a part of the theme song, right? Like uh, in, even in the original one, we have pay, pay or play contracts, right? Uh, yeah. That that's always, that's always been a gag about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, so I, I, I'm fine with it. If it, the the only thing I would say is if anything becomes too repetitive or or they get, they go back to that well too many times, then I'm gonna be like, all right, like we get it. Hulu paid you a grip of cash. I pay Hulu a grip of cash every month <laughs> for my live TV account, which they are now increasing by ten bucks because they have to pay the Animaniacs so much. So 
You know what? Maybe you don't rub it in my face, Yakko, every time every time you come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> maybe maybe stop rubbing it in in my in my effing face. Uh, um yeah, I you know, I I think I think that this the this show I, I it's it's funny. It's it's made me laugh more more than once. Uh the voices for the most part, uh, you know, Brain, uh, Maurice LaMarche and and Pinky are 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 still pretty good. Uh, I'll I'll say sometimes their 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 rehashed voices of Yakko, Wacko and Dot are sometimes slip into a a, a version that isn't isn't what they uh, used to sound like. Uh I I'd agree, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially 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 Wacko, uh, Jess Arnell. Uh but but still like it, it it captures their their essence still they're 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 zany they're wild they pull through the turns their prowess is potent and secretly stern uh, it's case they they're through the finish the flags go down <laughs> I, I i i dig the show uh I, I ultimately i think if you are not a conservative then you'll you'll enjoy <laughs> yeah that is that is something that i uh i was interested in is does the show alienate a conservative base <laughs> you know like i don't frankly all right um if you're if you feel certain ways politically and the animaniacs bother you well all right then you're probably not a fan of this show either um but uh yeah i was i was curious to be see like how is how does that play out uh and i don't know maybe a bunch of you know young republicans grew up loving Animaniacs and now they're like, Hey, it's back. They're like, Oh gosh, what do I, <laughs> what do I feel about things? Uh, it's, it's really funny how your memory of something is like loose. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's not until someone brings something right up to the forefront and, and shows it to you that you realize, Oh wow, that is, that is different. Uh, I was I was scrolling on the Animaniacs 2020 uh, Wikipedia page, and there's an image on here of the original Animaniacs uh, models of 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 the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister dot. Yeah, uh, and it's and it's placed directly beside the new animation, the new characters, and there are stark differences uh i mean obviously like yakko has pants on dot has a pink skirt and a flower in her hair but like just the 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 shape of the way that they're drawn a little bit like some some of the details and everything it's it is it is like they're they're different looking but because like the red hat and the blue shirt are there on wacko (laughs) like all the rest of the details just kind of are fine like yeah it's 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 like mario in the original game versus uh super mario galaxy where he's a bee like you you know that it's mario because of the hat right yeah yeah, yeah it's recognizable because of the hat, of the hat. <laughs> of the uh hat. anyway um yeah if you are a fan of the original animaniacs uh i recommend checking it out on hulu uh if you have really conservative uh political views uh you're be warned um but yeah. otherwise but I, I i think the show's pretty good um i think kids are going to like it uh and it it really it it 
it reignites that that 90s uh, golden era of of tv animation uh now for a new streaming audience so which is why good stuff which is why i'm excited to announce the reboot of tiny toon adventures uh buster rabbit buster and babs rabbit uh hampton plucky duck uh, could you imagine if they used this podcast (laughs) of all things (laughs) to announce the reboot of tiny toon adventures man they and and they they pull they paid us so much money for it and they just the worst market research got ever. no return on investment in any way <laughs> shape or form uh ah oh, jeez ah oh, well laughing our way to the bank exactly all right well well that is that is our show ladies and gentlemen thank you guys so much for for listening thank you for watching if you're watching live please don't go anywhere uh we will stick around for a podcast post show uh, streaming exclusive where we'll hang out, uh, maybe talk a little bit about our almost six hour long D and D adventure oh, from yeah. this last weekend. Oh, um, yeah. I, I have some thoughts on that, that I, that I'd like to discuss. Uh, so if you want to catch that or any of our, our video versions of the podcast, make sure you head over to youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm, where you can catch pretty much anything we stream. We usually don't delete anything off of there. Um, or catch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm. If you're listening, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure to rate, review this podcast if you have not done that yet. Uh, we love you. You're, you're, you're wonderful. And until next time, I'm Travis. And I am Brandon. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 